Are you ready to listen to my dad, Joe, and Uncle Justin talk about sports? Now on with the show. The Joe Mays and J-Raff Show is brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop, which have been serving the greater Westlawn area delicious food for over 70 years. You are listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. Boring. A <clears throat> weekly podcast about sports since 2011. Don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time. With a focus on football. Second to go. Pass. Ha! Got it. Touchdown. This guy has had some year. Al, I've got to tell you, in a pressure situation, I don't know if I have ever seen anybody be better than Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. Wow, what a drive. Fourth and one. Burrow trying to keep it going, gets spun down, gets it away, and incomplete. Rams now running down to celebrate with a defensive play. And guess who? Guess of course. Who? I mean, you don't even have to think about it. Pointing to the ring finger. When everything was on the line for the Rams, Yes, we know it was Aaron Donald. But the Rams were built to win the Super Bowl, and they have sealed the deal. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting here with me, as he always is, is my co-host, Justin Raffoff. Yeah, it's uh, good to be here. And we are here to continue playing our NCAA Football 14 Dynasty. We're at the end of year three. We will be playing our bowl game in the Hawaii Bowl again, second time in three years. Florida Atlantic taking on New Mexico State. And I will be up first, so I'm just going to get the uh, the gaming portion of our show here locked and loaded and join Justin with the controller. And while we play this uh, bowl game in uh, our dynasty, we will be recapping the 2022 NFL Draft, which concluded yesterday. And Justin, well, why don't you uh, get us started talking about what the Eagles were able to do? Yeah, so the Eagles, um, it was an interesting draft for the eagles um so we we did our live show on on thursday night and we were talking about right a couple months ago the eagles had three first round picks now most people i say most people and i by that i include everyone that actually follows the eagles right like beyond just like in the fall knew they're not taking no way they're, they're not selecting play. three guys in the first well, who round. who do they think they are the new york jets right right now to be fair i feel like for the jets it was it was good we'll, we'll get to that yeah we'll get to them but for the for the eagles um i feel like all right so that they traded one and they turned that into a first round for next year um and also a second from two years from now so going into the draft the eagles had three picks in or at least three, in the first two rounds. For three years. For the next three years, including this year. So they ended up trading up a couple spots um, to get um, the defensive tackle from Georgia, who is a mountain of a man. 
who was um, it was some one some talking heads favorite player in the draft. I don't remember who right, it was. Right, right. Yeah, he's he's kind of a mixed bag in terms of people's takes on him. Like there's some people who are like, "Oh, you know." But they're one of 15 I, Georgia I, Bulldogs drafted. Right. He was he was arguably one of the better defenders and it's hard at defensive tackle because not everyone's Aaron Donald as a defensive right. tackle cuz he's he's a unique specimen at defensive tackle. Defensive tackle is an interesting position though, but like somebody showed like how what impact does he have on the game they showed like in again who knows what actually happened on that one particular play but they show the play where Alabama is sending three guys at him to block him. Right. So like now that can be taken out of context. Someone might have missed it. Somebody might be chipping and going. But either way, like the point remains the same that if this you guy, occupy two blockers, that's good. In the NFL, <laughs> right? In the NFL, if you can command help from a second guy, even if that's temporary help, you win. That's huge, right? And hey, building up front, it, we we said it at the time. That was a very Howie pick. They got the guy they no, wanted for sure. Um, so I was happy with that. I would have loved for them to be able to get one of the guys. You know, one of the big defensive backs. So, like, Kyle Hamilton was on my radar, and I would have liked him. That is not a Howie pick. You know what I mean? Like, and I would have loved that, but I'm, I'm okay with, with taking. No, uh, and I feel like if anyone that watched our three-and-a-half-hour show yeah. on Thursday night, we were really a dragon there by the end. Uh, I'm going to go for this, by the way. It's fine. It's the last game of the season. Can't hold back now. <laughs> um we we said at the time I thought for sure that uh, nice they were going to take Kyle Hamilton at the time. I, thought, I, I should they say were. they were going to take it we wanted them to yes, we thought yes, it would be good yes. for them to do that but they went in the Davis direction which is fine like it's a good it's a nice solid pick and if he becomes what Fletcher Cox was over the last you know right, decade right. that's a win yeah, like that's an absolute win. And, so, and it may not be the exactly the same. You know, Fletcher Cox in his prime I know, I could know get some pressure the same. on. But but in terms of impact in their role, sure. If he can have a similar impact in their in his role as Fletcher Cox had in his role, that's a that's a win. Even if he doesn't get to the same level, true. You know, like Fletcher Cox. This is a weird way. And again, defensive tackle is really hard. Like it it wouldn't surprise me if Fletcher Cox ends up in the Hall of Fame. Right, like, I could see it. Arguably, the best player he on the Eagles on my, Super Bowl he team. Was on my Eagles Rushmore when we did right. that two years. ago. You know ago. what I mean? Like, arguably the, and it's crazy because you know you think it's for me. And when I think who's the best Eagles defensive lineman of all time, when I say all time first, I'm probably thinking Reggie White. Right. Okay. Now that's that's it was different. He, he's different than than Fletcher right. Cox. It's a different position. Right. But if you're going defensive tackle, like, yeah, I don't yeah, know how you could pick anyone. Over they the won box. the Super Bowl with him, and he was the best player on that team, right? Um, so, but anyway, so I'm, I'm I was pleased with that. But then the next one, um, they were able to stay at 18. So even though they moved up, they didn't really give up much. They gave up a second third round pick, you know, like, but so they, but they still had a third round pick, um, which we'll get to. Yeah, but. So you didn't have to give up too much in order to be able to get up those couple spots to get the guy they wanted at that point. And then from there, they were able to parlay that 18th pick and still keep their 
their high picks from the next two years. Right. That was huge. And get AJ Brown. AJ Brown. Which, and I saw some people joking about this, but I think it's like, it's one of those things that's funny because it's true. Where, oh, yeah, the Eagles can't draft wide receivers, so they're going to go trade for one. Yes. So yes, what? Exactly. They had exactly. to do it. Oh, and by the way, they got Devontae Smith last year, and he, he was pretty good last year. Um, so you have A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, in my opinion, Quez Watkins as the third wide receiver. I would think so, yeah. You've got, you have um, Miles Sanders. Right. You've got Dallas Goddard. And they were able to pick up a in the uh, in in one of the late rounds. They picked up the tight end from SMU, Calcara. Or yeah, Cal- but they were saying like prior to this season, a lot of people thought he could have been the first tight end off the board. Okay, uh, because he I guess he had been in Oklahoma and tra- Trent, he Trent transferred. Is the guy right, went first. right. First tight end. Um, so like, not saying he's he's a, a stud. Yeah, but like. He could be a serviceable guy, which is when you have Goddard, you don't need the stud. You need right. a serviceable guy. So One that uh, develops, right. you don't end up paying so Goddard down the line. After night one, well, I know we skipped ahead to some of those, but like I was pleased with what they walked away with on night one, and including what they what they didn't have to give up to move up in the, for the first pick and what they didn't have to give up to get A.J. Brown. Yeah. Like, okay. And, Win. And, like, I know people are like, oh, yeah, but they had to pay A.J. Brown. So yeah, what? but compared yeah. to the other wide receiver deals that were given this offseason, and it's – it's, I'll say it's at market value because I don't necessarily know that A.J. Brown is as good as some of those uh, – quite as good as some of those other guys. But, but at the same time – like, Right. And he's entering his prime. And like he's entering you look his at prime. it, what do they need to do? They need to be able to figure out, is Jalen Hurts our guy, right? Well – in a different way, but much like the Dolphins are doing with Tua, they're putting the weapons there. Right. They're going to find out, is this our guy or not? You know what I mean? And if not, then they still have three picks in the first 60 next year or whatever to go and figure out who their guy will be in the future. You know, so like I'm, I'm really pleased with what they did there. So to, to recap for everyone, the Eagles made five picks overall in the 2022 NFL Draft. Pick 13 was Jordan Davis, the defensive tackle from Georgia. Round two, pick 51 was Cam Jurgens, the center from Nebraska. Round three, pick 83 was Nicobe Dean, linebacker yes. from Georgia. And I love that pick. And then pick 181 and 198 of round six were Kyron Johnson, the linebacker from Kansas. Right. and. Uh, then your your tight end, right. which they they don't have the name here. They they wrote right. who they got the pick from, but they didn't write the so his name. Uh, getting Nakobe Dean in the third round, I love. I know there's some questions about the shoulder, or the the pec well, they, muscle, but they say not too. Just like his camp was saying, right? So it's, right, it's weird, right? And so it's interesting. I know a guy who is very involved in in some high level sports medicine stuff. And he says, it's interesting all the time when you talk to prospects, it's a different sport, but um, that he, that he's involved with most. Oh, he's not, you mean he's not, it's, a, it's not an NFL one, but, um, and I'll tell you more. All, all the sure. end, but, um, but anyway, he, so this is when we he need says, a like Patreon, where right, like join, right, pay, right. pay us a few bucks right. a month and you can join our so Slack or discord. He channel. talks all the time about how some prospects are like, no, and decline certain medical things and decline. And then they get picked. 
and they're like, oh, no, I'm good. And like, no, 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 you don't understand. Now it doesn't work like that anymore. Like yeah. once we draft you. You it, do what we tell you to do. Right. Like you don't, you don't have an option or avoid the contract. Right. Yep. Yeah. So it, it doesn't work like that. Now it's not saying it happens like everyone, but it's not an uncommon thing to happen. So, but look, even if Nakobe Dean does need surgery, when you get him in the third round, right. You know, so like paying him less. Right. And he, you know, I'm, and here's the thing. Like, even if people have questions about him, he could quickly become the best linebacker the Eagles have. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's like, the thing. The Eagles always like, have always needed even, a linebacker. Even if there's questions, he could be the best linebacker the Eagles have. have. They had someone with the, the name, a linebacker with a name since Trotter. Like, no. that's lasted more than maybe a okay. year or two. Um, I feel like, okay, so, well. Like, Kendricks know, was there, and he was right. good, but his brother was better. And also, like, I feel like his name was out there because he was with the Eagles, and I'm an Eagles fan. Like, you know, like true. Yeah, he, I guess he, that's he, something he you made kind some. Of would he have made some ask. splash plays, and that's the thing. The, the Eagles have gotten some really good contributions at linebacker from guys who have no business making that level of contribution well, in the Jordan NFL. Hicks was was one of them, right? You know, and. But like to go with a guy like Nicobe Dean, and you're like, man, he could he could actually he could be well. At times, he was the best player on a defense that won right. the national so, championship. Was one of the best ever, and just had what right. seven guys. So drafted? the Eagles, the Eagles, just added two of the biggest defenders, literally and figuratively, yes. <laughs> from Georgia to their team. I, I, I'm I'm all for that. I'm all for that, especially on a D line where there were a lot of questions on the D line last year. Um, so I, I'm pleased with with that. And then they added some some depth. Um, man, he's been hurt all year. Well, this is his last game. Yeah. He's coming back. So you like it's just one of those where I was pleased they they got some help. You know, they didn't get some help at safety. Where I thought I I feel like they may make a push for Tyron Matthew. I know I saw a report that the Saints are going to push heavy for him and. I would expect that, and being in New Orleans, he might have they might have the leg up there. Yeah, that. But also, I saw something that there's no way a team signs him to a deal before four o'clock tomorrow, because <coughs> if they do, then they, there's compensatory picks that are involved, and if they don't, then there aren't. Like so, um, but you know, hey, it'll be interesting to see if they could get a little bit more help there as teams kind of shape their rosters around a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I was pleased. You know, I think they're building. I One thing that did frustrate me a little bit, and this may sound a little odd because I think a lot of fans would like this, but, like, there was a lot of talk Friday or Thursday night and Friday morning about how with the moves the Eagles made and the move that the Cowboys made, that, like, that the Eagles from, like, uh, a roster standpoint are catching up or are going to compete or maybe should be favored to win the NFC East. And I get the points they're making. I, th- I agree. I know this might be blasphemous. I agree with Keyshawn Johnson's assessment of Keyshawn. it where he said, no, he feels like they closed the gap, but he doesn't feel as though they, they passed them, you know, like, but you look, the Cowboys had some big losses this off season. And yeah. in the, in the first round, didn't really do a whole lot to 
address those. We didn't, and I wasn't listening to this at the time. We were talking about other stuff, but they said when they cut to Mel Kuyper about his assessment of the pick that the Cowboys made, he said he's a penalty waiting to happen. Like, and, and somebody was like, and right somebody in. said, perfect pick for the Cowboys. Like, um, now that's not to say that he can't be good, you know, and develop. Like, part of the draft is is talent evaluation, and the other part is is figuring out like where's that ceiling, and and then the other part, and this is not on the scouts necessarily. How are your coaches going to develop them? Right. And so, you need to develop them, um, which is also where some of that stuff with like what is Howie doing sometimes shoot. Like, I knew it when I threw it. It comes, you know, it comes up to that. Uh, so, so it'll be interesting. Um, but I, I was, I was pleasantly surprised with how the Eagles. Yeah, I feel like it couldn't have gone much better for the Eagles right. getting Davis Brown I thought, and Nicobe Dean. I thought Howie made a good statement. I think it was Howie that was like, if you would have told me like on. Thursday morning that this is who you get in the draft. And he would have he would have said no one how, would say no. How would like how is this gonna like what did we have to give up over the next two years? You know, like right. yeah, that's true. <clears throat> so to not have to give those things up and I, I think they really they've continued to help themselves for the future and they help themselves out now, which is all you really want from the draft. Well, you start our second half here on defense. I'm going to uh, – let's look at the Cowboys draft since you brought him up. So their first-round pick, pick 24, was Tyler Smith, the tackle from Tulsa. It was. It seemed like a reach to everyone. I don't know a lot about their other picks. I can't even really comment whether or not I think it was a, a good value. They made a lot of picks. They made nine total picks. They got uh, Tyler Smith, the offensive tackle, Sam Williams, a defensive end, Jalen Tolbert, a wide receiver, Jake Ferguson, a tight end, Matt Waletsko, another offensive tackle, Deron Bland, a cornerback, Damon Clark, a linebacker, John Ridgway, a defensive tackle, and Devin Harper, a linebacker. Now, we know they needed offensive line help because of losing Lyle Collins and Connor Williams, but taking Tyler Smith that early when there were other players on the board and other areas of need was just a little bit of a surprise. Yeah. That I, from what I've read, though, they do expect Jalen Tolbert to fill in right away, especially early because of the injury to Michael Gallup. And, you know, he, he's recovering and could even start the year, possibly even on the pup list. Right. That Tolbert is going to be asked to step in right away because they also lost Cedric Wilson. Uh, the Cowboys did after, yeah. and traded Amari Cooper. So their wide receiver core is completely new. Yep. But I do completely understand why people are saying that maybe the Eagles are closing the gap there. We don't really know what to expect from the Giants or the Commanders. Right, because, well, and the Eagles or the Cowboys lost Randy Gregory, too. Like. Right. Well, and I guess they're fully expecting to use Sam Williams to replace him there uh, as he's the only significant. Uh, change or contribution to uh, to what they have to offer after losing Gregory. Um, let's see who else do we t- obviously. Well, let's let's go to New England. Let's see if I can pull up the New England list here. 
New England Patriots. Here we go. Okay, so New England also made a bunch of picks, 10 in total. They went in the first round of pick 29. Another offensive line reached like the Cowboys. Offensive guard Cole Strange from Chattanooga, which makes Haley happy that I've been saying Chattanooga. But this was a massive – this was a bigger reach than the Cowboys selection. And we saw, I'm sure people have seen the, the video by now of the Rams yes. draft. Uh, you sent yes. it to me of their head coach and, uh, and GM saying, we wasted time scouting him. We thought he'd be available for their pick at 104. <laughs> and this was the Patriots taking him at 29. Now, I know Belichick and the Patriots get a lot of the benefit of the doubt. Although, early on, people praised the Patriot way of drafting. They haven't done great no. over the last few years. No. Uh, especially developing wide receivers and, and at time offensive linemen. I feel like this the stuff that happened there in the 2000s and the early 2010s has been overshadowed the last decade of a little bit of ineptness on, on draft night. Now, they're always going to find a few good players here, but it wasn't anything like it, it was when Belichick and company were developing those Super Bowl teams in the early 2000s. They picked Tyquan Thornton, a wide receiver from Baylor, in round two. They went with two Joneses, Marcus and Jack, with back-to-back picks. Both are cornerbacks. Uh, They did bring in a quarterback in Bailey Zapp from Western Kentucky. Just not a lot of uh, moves that stand out. Now, the Patriots have always done great things with no-name players or without being flashy, but I don't think anyone was overwhelmed with what New England did. Now, the, their biggest acquisition is probably Devontae Parker that they got from the uh, the Dolphins uh, in, in a trade before the draft. But I don't know. I just It, it wasn't exactly a, a banner draft for the Cowboys or the Patriots. No, after a few really good drafts by the Cowboys, like the last two or three had been, had been excellent for them. Um, Next so, time you're on defense, I'll talk Dolphins. So, uh, did you want to talk? Why don't we talk about some of the winners that we think okay. are out there? You want to start with start with your mom's team, the Baltimore Ravens. I think the Ravens did really well. Um, what a shot! Which is why you, we talk about the winners. It's um, it's as if as Ozzy Newsom never left because the say, guys in I charge now like, are I feel it. like it's a team that maybe over the long haul. I don't know if there's a team that drafts better. I, yeah, like, I don't I, disagree. Um, but to get a Jabu late, like they did, and you're going to pair him with Owe, like, and, and the way guys come back from Achilles stuff now, I know he had it late, so he won't well, be ready. we just saw like, last start, year Cam Akers came back in season. Yes. He tore it over the summer yes. and was back for the playoffs. It's insane. It's insane. I felt like there was a New Jersey Nets joke in there somewhere, but I, 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 I digress. Um, <laughs> Careful, but, there's a few cards in there for Austin. <laughs> But, like, you, you look at just some of the things. It, it, it is just kind of interesting. Um, well, they ended up see. getting the guy we talked about for the Eagles, Kyle Hamilton. He yes. just fell into their lap right. again. And, like, oh, man, they've got a perfect – yeah, Kyle Hamilton fell into their lap. Amazing pickup. Like, they had some amazing defensive pickups. They got Jordan Stout, right, who ended up being the best punter or the first punter off the board, which was awesome because that kid from San Diego State, I'm not saying he's not good, but he got – all this talk, yeah, I boots it. But Jordan Stout was incredible, and his numbers weren't all that different than. Oh my gosh, he fumbled! 
weren't all, all that different than before. Um, or than the guy from San Diego State. So, like, I was ha- really happy for Jordan Stout uh, to, to get selected there. Well, at the end, at the end of the first, they got Tyler Linderbaum. Yes. Center from Iowa. Yes. The best uh, interior. Right. Best center, for right. sure. I mean, you could argue that he made the best interior guy. Yeah, um, I think I think the Ravens guards. did a knockout job, which was interesting because my mom seemed not happy. That was early, though. I, I think, think that was when they traded trading. back. Yeah, yeah, it was when they were trading, but they ended up really doing well for them. So the Ravens were one that stood out to me. Honestly, let's stay in the AFC North. I think the Steelers have a chance to have made great choices. It all yeah. will come down to Kenny Pickett. Yeah. But but the, the fact that they didn't picks, have to move up. Right. They and sat there and waited. Now, could they have waited till the second round? It's a possibility because of the way the quarterbacks fell. Right. None went in round two. We saw a bunch of guys picked in round three. But I, they got possibly the quarterback of the future. I, I'm not on board. I'm not sold. But that could be, you know, the pit bias in me. I don't right. like anyone from Pitt. Right. I don't think Kenny Pickett was the guy. I like Malik Willis in this draft right. class. But if he ends up being the guy and a good starter, you know, above average, pushing top 10, I think this class could be a very, very good one. And them getting George Pickens, who possibly could have been a top, yes. top 15, 20 pick if yeah. he hadn't torn his ACL. Yep. Right, ACL, right? Not Achilles. I'm getting the injuries I think it was his ACL. And they're adding him to a young crop of receivers, just anticipating them losing probably Deontay Johnson next year. They just keep finding these guys in the draft that just fall to them. Uh, and I just I think the Steelers did a great job um, with Pickett and Pickens alone. They, they've already right. gotten their offense to where I think they needed to be. Yeah, I uh, agree. So I, I think Pittsburgh had, had a strong draft as well. Uh, the Jets, I mean, I know it's probably easy. You, you think it would be easy when you have, end up having three first-round picks to have a good draft, but they added three immense talents, yes. which I, it pains for me to, to talk about yeah. them like that. I don't no, want I to understand. see the Jets get better. But I just think that they did I a fabulous they job. They did an excellent job. Getting guys that they needed to. They got Sauce Gardner first. Which was incredible. Then they got um, uh, Wilson, right? Yes. State, yeah, Garrett wide Wilson. receiver Garrett Wilson. Who and some people, I'll, many people had as the number one wide receiver. Or the most athletic wide receiver is probably the best to say. It is, is what I heard from a lot of people. The, the from an athleticism standpoint, maybe the best wide receiver. And then they added another defensive piece when they traded back into the first round with the sliding Jermaine Johnson, who many thought would be a top five, top ten pick, and they got him in the twenties. Yeah. So it was it was rough being a Jets hater to see, but I think the Jets had a, a good draft. Uh, they also got Brees Hall, yeah, from the top running back in the draft, and so their first four picks. I don't know that you could ask for a much better draft. Uh, now, they had the ammunition to do it, but I think they, they did quite well in, in getting the guys that they needed to make their team better. Let's see, who else had a good draft? I'm trying to think of some of the other teams that we talked about. I think the Chiefs did pretty well. I think Sky yeah. could be uh, yeah. Sky Moore, right? Sky Moore. Or, yeah, Sky Moore. Could be, you know, a guy that steps up and fills in with the departure of Tyreek Hill. They also were able to get uh, some defensive guys yeah. that they needed. Um, they needed a defensive uh, back, and they got Trent McDuffie, who was one of my favorites. And then they also got uh, a defensive end, a pass rusher. So 
Oh shoot! <laughs> I didn't realize. Oh, I thought you're gonna break it. I can't advance it. Oh, okay. Trust me, I've tried many times. <laughs> Even if that rule has changed, it has not changed in this game. Uh, so I'll, I'll talk about the Dolphins as soon as I'm done here, hopefully winning this game. That, that's the goal. That's the hope. That's a good start. Yes. Uh, the, the Dolphins only had four picks. They ended up making all four picks. They had traded enough before the draft that they yes. kept those four picks. I, I was pretty happy with what they got. I thought the talent and the the value as well as the positions that they filled were all good. Uh, also ended up with a Georgia defender, so that seems to be the one thing that uh, signifies maybe a strong, a stronger draft. And they got uh, what is essentially technically a backup Georgia linebacker, yeah. but he started and played so many snaps that he would have right. been classified as a starter yes. almost anywhere else. Yes. Uh, it was Tyndall. Uh, who had tested as one of the athletic freaks at the position yes. very, very well, which is very exciting to see. Yeah, so, because you you can use that guy all over the place, right. which is what you need to be as a as a linebacker in the NFL. Like, and we talked about Trotter. There aren't guys like Trotter anymore. No, they're yeah, very, like, very rare. Two down linebackers. Yeah, you know would, what do you need them for? Everyone's right. throwing four or five receivers out at you. Right. You need guys that are too small to play D end. That's right. what you need. Essentially, like, yeah. Or you could look at it as your DNs are the guys who are just what used to be linebackers. <laughs> you know, like usually a little taller. But. Right. So um, that was their first pick. Uh, they did end up also taking quarterback. But again, like a late round development, development oh, yeah. quarterback doesn't really mean much. He's there for reps. Maybe you found a gem. Yeah. Um, that I don't. It's Skylar Thompson from uh, Kansas State. I'm fine with it. Like it is, it is what it is. The Dolphins did a lot in the off season and in the drafts the last few years to fill in a lot of spots. So I'm not super concerned that they picked a quarterback late in the draft. I think he was a sixth rounder. So it's it's really not. I, I know people want to make a big deal out of it, but I think it's perfectly fine and acceptable. Uh, I know they also they got a second linebacker. His name escapes me right now. I'm going to go back and look as soon as we kick this extra point. This this should mostly ice it. Yeah, uh, with a minute to play. All right, so I have it up right here. Uh, oh, Cameron Good from Cal. Cal. Uh, that was, he, he was their seventh-round pick, number 224 overall. Uh, they also got a wide receiver, Eric Ezukanma from Texas Tech. So two linebackers, a receiver, and a quarterback. Uh, would I have liked to maybe seen an offensive lineman in there? Sure. I think they're still searching for the right mix on that line. Bless. But overall, I'm I'm happy with the the limited draft picks that they had. I mean, and te technically, you can consider Tyreek Hill as part of this draft class because yes. they traded so well, much that's, for him. Well, and that's I consider AJ Brown part of this. What's draft I mean? For like, you know, I know he wasn't a a draft prospect, but they got they used the draft to a, a, obtain him. So, absolutely. I'm I'm glancing over some of these other teams' picks. Oh, it was a uh, the Chiefs' defensive end that I couldn't think of was Kurloftis from Purdue. That's who they got. So they got McDuffie, Kurloftis, and Sky Moore with their first three picks, which I think is is uh, phenomenal uh, from them. I, I 
I, you know, I talked a lot about on Thursday night how much I like Devin Lloyd. Yeah. I don't love the Jaguars draft because I. No, it's so all, weird to me that Trayvon Walker was the number one pick. Yes. Yeah. I. I Trying to outsmart the room there, number one. Never never works out well for you. Right. But they got, came back and got Devin Lloyd. Um, I like Chad Muma, but again, they picked Devin Lloyd earlier. So I don't know. The Jaguars was a little bit uh, weird. Uh, nothing really stood out to me with the Especially, Colts. Especially, and I know, I know it happens, but they let Miles Jack go. You know, like right. you had a proven really good linebacker and you let him walk. Now, I know that contracts do a lot with that, but I do think. Did he go to Baltimore? Who's that? Miles Jack? No, Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I remember he went to one of those. So I think Houston had a pretty good draft. Derek Stingley at three, Kenyon Green at 15, uh, Petrie at 37, and two Alabama guys then at 44 and 75, John Mechie, the wide receiver, and Christian Harris, the linebacker. I think that's a good haul for those five picks uh, for the Houston Texans. But they're a couple years away still, but that would be a good foundation. It was interesting to me that the Packers went with two Georgia defenders and Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt instead of getting help for Aaron Rodgers in the offense after trading Devontae Adams. But they did come back and get the best wide receiver left after day one in Christian Watson out of North Dakota State. So I can't really blame them for what they did. I think they got some great, great people. Uh, and late, they did end up taking Rasheed Walker from Penn State. Yeah. So if you don't have any other teams you wanted the spotlight, why don't we talk about our Penn State guys? Yeah, let's let's do that. Let's talk about the Penn State guys. So Penn State ended up with the fourth most draft. I'm just going to kneel this if that's all right. There's four oh, yeah, seconds. That's fine. Okay. Uh, the fourth most draft picks in the entire draft. Obviously, Georgia led the way with 15. LSU was next at 10. Cincinnati had nine, but we saw that the run they've been on over the last two years. Yeah. And then Penn State at eight, just in front of Alabama and Oklahoma, who had seven. So it was a great draft for, for Penn State. Jahan Dotson went in the first round to Washington. Arnold Ebicady and Jaquan Brisker to Atlanta and Chicago, respectively. Then Brandon Smith went to Carolina. Jordan <clears throat> Stout, who Justin talked about, went to Baltimore. Then Tariq Castro-Fields went to San Francisco. I just mentioned Rasheed Walker, who went to Green Bay, who I feel at one time was mentioned as a first-round pick. Yeah. And then Jesse Lucado. Preseason, um, he was supposed to be one of the top tackles coming out. and Ended up going to Arizona. So it was a a phenomenal, phenomenal draft for for Penn State. They really did a a great job getting their guys in there. And – Let's see if I can pull up here. Yeah, here we go. So I have a, a cool photo. Of the uh, the Penn State social media and design designers always did do a great job, but I love seeing their stuff during the NFL draft with each player getting picked. And then uh, this one spotlights not just the eight that were drafted, but the 13 that are moving on to the NFL, which include the five guys that signed as uh, undrafted free agents, which were Ellis Brooks, Drew Hartlob, um, Derek Tangelo and Eric Wilson are all all signed undrafted free agent contracts. So Dude. 13 Penn Staters being able to have a chance to play in the NFL. Yeah, that's incredible. Really, really great job. Well done from them. And uh, 17 first-round draft picks from Pennsylvania. So uh, huge. Uh, yeah. Huge. Uh, Huge number there for I don't know what the years are on that. I'm trying to look on the graphic, um, but it's just cool to see those uh, 
first round draft picks that played in Pennsylvania on this image from Penn State. Um, and this is just their uh, the best in PA, stay in PA push. Um, of course, obviously up front is Barkley, Dotson, and Parsons, but then they mixed in Carey, Kyle Brady, LeVar Arrington, Jared Odrick, uh, and then some uh, some big time names in the background. And uh, yeah, it's really it's a really cool graphic that they have That's put awesome. together. I, I guess it, it, they mean 17 first round picks from PA since maybe the common draft, which I think was either yeah, I forget if it's 67 or 70. Yeah, but yeah. I thought it was seventy, but I I don't know. So so good stuff, absolutely good stuff all around. Uh, do you want me to advance the week? Yeah, advance it to the end. We can rock and roll there with that. I think my dad was texting me and see what he had to say. Probably something about about you. Oh, un- undoubtedly, guess. undoubtedly. Uh, yeah, here we go. Okay. Are I assume he means me? Are you and Uncle Rich nervous because the Jets did have a very good draft? I, I, the, so the Jets had a very good draft. I don't know that they're ready to challenge the other teams in the AFC East, even right? Because they had so many holes, but this didn't make those holes worse. Or they right. didn't. They they added some good pieces, but it's all going to come down to the quarterback. And right now in the AFC East. Zach Wilson is the worst quarterback in the AFC East. Yeah. You can get into arguments of who's who's second and third. Obviously, we know number one is Josh Allen. Right. But until you see more from the Jets and Zach Wilson, I, I still don't think I'm that concerned. Does it make the games against them harder? Definitely. And that's not what I want to see, knowing the Dolphins need to perform against teams like the Jets to have any shot at the playoffs. Right, the Jets are a team where you need to beat them twice. Yes. Right, like you have to beat them twice, especially in the AFC East, where you generally are like, all right, well, maybe we'll split with the Patriots because you should win that Miami game. Right. <laughs> um, uh, here we go, some season record holders. Um, oh, we got some? Yeah. Oh, is so, that, that's your defensive end, yeah, right? Yeah, defensive end, yeah. Oh, um, oh, that's him. He beat his own record. Yeah, from last year. <laughs> oh, he's got to be setting some career. There you go. Yeah, career ones. He just upped his own record. Yep. So my dad also says, uh, tell Justin the Cowboys went light with the draft this year so the Eagles would have a chance to somewhat catch up. So that's that's what he's going with right there. Hey, he just... He... See, I this is where I get I get to pull out the fandom stuff and I get to talk out of both sides of my mouth because like we're sitting here on draft night and I'm like the cap is is non-existent the cap doesn't matter but then when I talk about the Cowboys I like to bring up how they're always in cap trouble right like so but <laughs> well, each team operates differently so right. it's tough to tell sometimes how things are going you can advance this week okay. too see what happens yeah. here uh, we'll wrap up uh, the draft talk and see I don't know if you want to see if we're gonna be coaching a new team See where we go yeah, here. Yeah, let's see what Do we want to stick out. it out? Well, I think we have to see, see what well, happens. Well, we finished 10 and 3. So we're going to go. In year one, we were, what, 7 and 6, right? Okay. Just continue. Um, yeah. yeah, we have to go through the recruiting. All right. So here, let's uh, just hit A. Yeah, just hit A. So year one, we we're 7 and 6 with a Hawaii bowl game victory. All right, here we go. Do the contract. What is this contract? Was so our prestige is up to an A plus. We're thirty and ten. 
We're two and one against our rivals, but nine and four against the top twenty-five, and we're three and zero oh in bowl games. Yeah, that's really good. Do we want to check out the other? Oh, absolutely! I want to check out the other. <laughs> uh, how do we? I don't, I'm not used to doing this. So, Todd Graham is a top candidate for USC. I feel like if you flash back like seven or eight years, that would have been accurate. I right, skip to send to my next offer. So I have to wait until they get to this. Yes, I don't know. Skip. Then I do skip to sim to my next offer. Does this just mean that we're in the running? Yeah, I have no idea. Oh. Georgia Tech wants to hire us. That's an interesting one, but no. Yeah, I would say no. And West Virginia. Interesting, but no. Yeah, I don't think we can take that. Kentucky. SEC. I don't, yeah. I mean, we did pretty well against I, 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 right. I'm... No, I don't. But I don't want to go to. I Kentucky. don't want to Kentucky. If this was NCAA basketball, then yeah. Oh, you, you, Louisiana Monroe wants us. Yeah, no, he, no thanks. I'd rather stay at FAU. Yeah, we're better than Louisiana Monroe. Right. Ooh, Utah. So we're we're on the short list for every uh, opening. Okay. okay. So it's because we're good. Oh, coordinator jobs. Yeah. No. Oh, were we up for the USC coach? Did I miss that? Clay Helton was fired after failing to meet his goals. Their new head coach is Alex Grinch. He was at Bowling Green. He was at Bowling Green, yeah. So who did Tennessee go with? Zach Arnett. Bowling Green with Mike Houston. Georgia Tech went John Donovan. West Virginia went Todd Grantham. And John Donovan and Georgia Tech like a play-calling wizard. That makes sense. Uh, so... Tulane, BYU, Illinois, Ohio. It would make sense with all these offers why they offered us a contract extension. Yeah. Duke, New Mexico, Southern Miss. Yeah, they're just coming in. SMU. UTSA. Oh, They're the ones that just beat us, right? right. Oh! Oh, it's for offensive coordinator. Air Force head coach. We beat up on Navy. Yursich. You see that? Oh, yeah. Rumored candidate, Mike Yursich. Oh, but his, his contract expired. Right. So it doesn't look like we're going to get any big ones. No. They're, we're in the coordinators, so all the right. head coaches are gone. Yeah. So I guess we're sticking out one more year at we'll FAU. Yeah. All right. So uh, Maybe we can get over the hump next year. 
There, there are a couple of offers there. If we passed, we maybe we pass up on the USC one. I guess I didn't really understand how that carries yeah, over. I, I don't think we were actually. Oh, uh, we need a new defensive show. coordinator. Oh gosh, where'd I go? <laughs> no, you're the head coach. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just you play the defense. Uh, all right, so let's get out of this. We don't care about this anymore. We're in advance to the next stage. All right, so we're going to do Florida Atlantic Season 4. I have no idea when we'll get to do that. Yeah, that's a problem for future. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's, that's much later, much later. Um, anything, any other thoughts about the draft and what went down and how the NFL landscape changed as a result? Um, no, I thought it was interesting. Um, the draft is kind of wide open cause a lot of, because of the quarterbacks, the quarterback situation. Um it was interesting. I Malik Willis going so late is interesting because like I don't know if he's gonna get a real shot. I don't know that sounds crazy, but like right. think about it. The look at most of the quarterbacks were not right. Like late, later round picks, right? right. Like yeah. You know? So it'll be interesting, especially for a guy to actually develop. I don't know. It's gonna be interesting though. Like you went to Tennessee, right? Malik Willis. Yes. It's gonna be interesting if they kind of if they don't get over a hump this year. Right. Like you know, people are gonna be like, "Well, why don't we see if we can go with a guy who might be able to give us more at the quarterback position?" Right. Like. So Randy Shannon is our new defensive coordinator, by the way. I, I like that. I like that a lot. And. uh uh, we're still the head coach, but I was trying to see who the offensive coordinator is. That's still Drew Maringer, so uh, slowly but surely trying to get him upgraded. But Randy Shannon is a, almost as high as you can go. Yeah. So that's uh, that's great. Yeah. That's great for us to, that they were able to bring him mm-hmm. in. Yeah, I don't have much else to add about the draft. Right, apparently, at least for the first round, ratings were down for the second straight year. That surprised me, but so but the, it surprised me for the, when you say second league, straight year, right? But also, take into account two years ago, it was the first true sporting event on TV in months or a month and a half, right? So people were dying for right. something. Nobody was doing anything else. Everybody was sitting at home watching everything. Last year, that wasn't as much the case. Right. This year, again, and lack of intrigue with quarterbacks. You know, like, I, I think that's a big part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Try not to let these guys going. Uh, I've got two to come back. Projected six round. Like, why? I always make the, like, the the guaranteed promises, you know, like see these are all easier easy ones. So now do we get this transfer? A freshman defensive end who uh, didn't merit oh jeez. Oh he's leaving. He's leaving us. Alright, that's I got all the other class in this day though. Honestly, besides the running back, I don't know, know that we're losing too much. Oops, that's not what I wanted to do. Yeah, so um, we're losing Larry McCammon, who was a, a beast for us. Right. 
uh, he was. What about what about the the defensive end? He he's leaving, right? Junior, junior, junior graduation. Oh, both running backs are gone. No, Tyndall's back. Oh man, he's already the school <laughs> I'm leader. I'm sticking around because now yeah. my quarterback's also going to be. Right. He was a true freshman, so that's good. That's good. Let's advance to the next stage. So, uh, the the Phillies. Are, you, did you see any updates on that game right now? I saw they were. They, it was three three, and then I checked. It was six three. They were losing. Oh. Um, well, Schwarber started off with a home run, and then he hit another two run home run. It is six four in the top of the seventh right now. They're down six four. Larry McCammon went in the fourth round. He was the only player that yeah, we so had. So Schwarber has two home runs tonight, and he had one yesterday. All right. Ooh, we're getting two transfers. A tight end tight from end Alabama. And a middle linebacker from Georgia. Yeah. Nice. And they're both freshmen. Nice. That means they were four or five star guys that right. are transferring in. Right. Yeah, we'll take you. That's good. That's yeah, good we'll for us. Yeah, we'll take that. We'll take that. We're going to we're going to have to stock this schedule again. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. non-conference yeah. schedule. So nothing flyers to talk about. That season is mercifully over. How about uh, Sixers? They got to the right. next round. It wasn't right. easy. And it was but... it was a dominant game. Six, like they well, not the first half, but third quarter they dominated and they held it off in the fourth. And Joel gets hit. Yeah, breaks his orbital. Concussion and a concussion. Right. So I saw today he's going to miss the first two games. Oh, is he for sure? Yeah, they say he's going to miss uh, first two. Um, they don't know. Could potentially be back with a mask in Game Three in Philly. So here you go, James Harden. Get us a game in in Miami. Split. It's all you had to do to begin with. Right. Is split that road. If he can split that road, oh my gosh. So just think about it. So let me just put this out there. If if Embiid doesn't come back, they have zero shot against the Heat for the series. Right. Right. Like the Heat are the ones. If he does come back in game three, if if they could split on the road and he comes back in game three with like the mask, like in Philly, it's going to be raucous. Right. Uh, It's it's going to be raucous. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Um, so it, it it could be a fun series. Uh, they need to play like they did in games one, two, three, and six. You know, uh, four and five they kind of went through the motions, and Toronto took it to them. Um, they play like they did in those other games. At least we're not crossing the border anymore. Right, for Taiwo. Yeah, man, what a what a interesting situation. Don't have to worry about it anymore. Right. Welcome to Florida. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, so we get to play Jimmy Butler, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, so kind of going off that interesting uh, that Milwaukee took it to Boston today. Did they? Uh, which is not what I was expecting because Boston took it to the Nets. Yeah, um, they did. So I was really not anticipating that happened but hey there's the defending champs like people are just going right. to keep downing them and well then without Chris Middleton in the Celtics looked really good but so not today we got a 12th ranked recruiting class that's incredible. Seven, seven four, four star stars. guys 
And 10 threes, that's incredible. That's that's great. That's great. See who's below us. Like, better than Oregon. Texas and Texas A&M. Oklahoma. Ohio State. Miami. You love to see it. Tennessee. Yeah, I, haven't seen, I haven't seen our boys on that. I know. That's what I was just thinking. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, oh, maybe that job will come up. Oh, oh God. Wait. Wait, for real? Or were they in the top ten? I'm going to hope because they're wearing Temple. <laughs> <laughs> Did we miss them in the first 11? Yes. yes. Eight. Eight. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, so Michigan was one, Clemson Ooh. two, Georgia three, Wisconsin four, LSU five, Ole Miss six, Washington State seventh, Penn State eighth, Virginia Tech ninth, Notre Dame eleven or ten, Florida eleventh, and then us at twelve. That's a all defensive guys, <laughs> unless those two athletes play on offense. Right, right, They're all for right. you, apparently. <laughs> I'll take it. A couple, couple, a four-star wide receiver though. So, but yeah, you get a, a four-star free safety, a four-star defensive end, a four-star, four-star cornerback, four-star star outside linebacker, and then two athletes. But well, one of them is six-six, two fifty-one. So I don't think he's playing anything on offense. We lost two running backs. I guess he could play. <laughs> I guess he could play tight end. It'll be interesting. He's to a four-star going to a, a third Atlanta. He can play wherever he wants. He probably can. Yeah. So. Who's the five star that Penn State got? A defensive end. Sounds about right. Good. Good for them. They were six and seven last year, by the way. Ooh. Their roster though overall is a ninety nine. So if they don't have a good year, they it could be uh could be Spot open. Spot could open up. So we'll see. I, I feel like now that we're in year four, the only thing that'll pry us away is probably Penn State. Um, unless well, you would you would you want to go to Army or Navy? No. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like, like in real life, maybe. Yeah, but not, yeah definitely. Not in the game. No. What I used to do when I would start at FAU, I would play two or three seasons with them, and then I would usually go to a team that I that I don't like, but I, I knew would be a stepping stone to Penn State. Like, I would go to, like, Temple or Pitt, yeah, even. Yeah. Like, I would go there. I, I, I had a couple good years at Pitt. See, I'd be tempted to throw every game. So. <laughs> but that wouldn't get me to Penn State. That's but true. then that's also the ultimate middle finger. So here you go. Pitt to go to here Penn you go. State. Here's an interesting note. So Penn State introduced their new athletic director. Right. And the, I don't know, did you see... I can never remember his name, but... Is it Ben Jones? Maybe I don't know. The, ben the, Jones is one of the yeah, yeah. The, one of the Penn State guys. Younger, not not he's not in college anymore, but younger guy. But he's like an interesting note to file away for years from now or whatever. Is that um, who's the coach at? Oh, yeah, Matt Rule. Matt yeah, Rule and this guy are like best friends, or very oh, close. Interesting. Yes, and he's like he was like yeah, it just came up like in the thing like because Matt Rule was a Penn State guy sure. and they were just like. He's like, mm, just gonna file away that quote for you know years from now or something. Just in that like, kind of like you know how it comes up all the time. Yeah. Hopefully not for a little bit. I liked his so take on to... Kale of, which I'm sure that came up in the interview process. Right. You know, like, yeah, give him what he wants. So um, the first athlete's best position is either center or guard, and then this guy's best position is possibly running back. So we lost a running back. So you make him a running back. Well, like, let's just let's uh, look at what quarterback. Well, so like I, the quarterback room is kind of stacked. Yeah, uh, and in two soft, three sophomores already. 
I mean, look at the running back room. He'd be the second best running back. Yeah, so that guy will go. Andrew White has become a halfback. Good for him. And then this guy, I wanted to check on the offensive lineman. So 95, but a senior. See, there's my guards. They haven't gotten any better. Right. He'd already be as good as the other guard. Is that what I said? Yeah. uh, Well, we've got a really good incoming guard. So I'm going to put him at left guard. Yeah. Because there's also only one left tackle. All right, oh, so yeah, he's a good left guard. He's only 250, but... That's all right. right, so who's the slowest running back here? Oh, a guy just moved there. Yeah, but only by a little bit. I was, just, I was going to move one of these to fullback, maybe? Oh, we have two fullbacks. Move one of them to left tackle. Look at all the no, receivers. Well, some of those guys are going to get cut. Yeah. So I wish you didn't have to do that. I always feel bad right. <laughs> having these guys. So where's our transfer? Is this... Here, this know. guy. Transferred in, and he's still only third on the depth chart. Yeah, we only have. So I think we're going to have a pretty good team next year. We should be very good. There he is. Back for more. And then we're all 90. He's, he should be better than Well, that. he hasn't had it. He, he's going to be plus four or five when we go through the, the advancement. Secure tackles. Yeah. So, oh, man, yeah. you're going to have a studly front. Oh, is it, was that the transfer? The middle linebacker probably going to start. Yeah, I knew he would. <sighs> oh my God, the secondary. At least your cornerback safeties are. And look, they're shy. all underclassmen. Yeah, they're all underclassmen. Which makes sense. They're all the guys we recruited right, in because are. Florida Atlantic in the computer generated ones yeah. is not getting those guys. Yeah. So all right. So the uh, future looked bright. I don't know when we'll get to play right. any games with them in year four, but I think we've got a pretty solid group. And even though we lost the top two running backs, and that's my bread and butter for sure, hopefully in an additional year in the system, uh, the, the fake system for freshman quarterback Steve Salas will, uh, will make us better. So, ooh, yeah, look at that. <laughs> we've got a bunch in the 90s. Yeah, Tyndall went up to a 95. <laughs> And look at the look at that defense, man. And our left tackles in '99. Connor Waters, Osmain. So I have a left tackle, tight end, and wide receiver who are all '99. Right. I have a '98 cornerback, '98 defensive tackle, '96 defensive tackle, '95 cornerback, '95 <laughs> defensive end. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, that's not so bad. That's we not be good. schedule. Now, do we schedule Penn State to beat them so that we can maybe go at Beaver Stadium too? I I kind of want to, but I kind of don't want yeah. to. Well, it would be one of those like if we're if we lose, we'll be like, eh. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I have to cut seven people. This is always the worst part. How about Penn State's new punter? Six six two fifty. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, so a fifty-two. I'm sorry, you gotta go. I feel like I can't cut any uh, linemen though. I feel like we didn't have a lot of linemen, especially on the left side. Yeah, so let's go by position by position. Oh, I don't need. I don't need that many quarterbacks either. 
sorry, Ali. I think you gotta go too. The roster should be 80. It should be 85. Uh, 30, no. Uh. Do I need two fullbacks? No, well, I won't have that many running backs. Sorry. Sorry I'm apologizing to no one. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't really want to cut someone named Dotson. Uh, he's only a 61, though. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Nate. It's a lot of tight ends, too. But we're losing two seniors, though. Yeah, don't have enough linemen to cut any linemen. Oh, that, that left guard was a 55. I don't, there's not enough. Probably one of the ends, huh? Yeah. Look at him. Parrish? Yeah. Sorry, Oliver. So just one more. Oh, those are all upperclassmen, mostly. Can't cut an 80. Ugh, might have to cut the 62 freshman. I think that's gotta gotta be them. Yeah. Although we're losing three of them, so we gotta recruit DBs. Oh, he's a bust too. See ya. All right, we're done there. That's it. All right, so we are going to call this one as this advances. Thanks everyone for joining us for the Hawaii Bowl game and our year three of the NCAA Football 14 Dynasty. We won that, finished the year 10 and three, ranked 18th, and we uh, decided to stick it out with Florida Atlantic for another year. So we will be playing the 2016 college football season whenever we start Dynasty Year 4. I don't know when that's going to be, but it's been a lot of fun talking NFL draft. So uh, I think that's it for Justin and I here on the show. We will be off for a few weeks. Uh, We're not broadcasting May 8th or May 15th, so we'll be back May 22nd with our next show. Um, which is three weeks from tonight. And on May 22nd, we will be starting, believe it or not, our 2022 NFL preview talking about the West Divisions. There we so, go. Uh, we're, uh, we'll full, full bore, full steam ahead as it comes to the NFL, as we have been for the last many, many years. But we appreciate you uh, joining us, and hopefully you'll be back with us again in three weeks when we have episode 359. But for now, this is Joe Mays and J-Raff signing off. Episode 358 is over. We'll see you again in three weeks. That's a wrap on this episode of the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. Brought to you by May's Sandwich Shop. You can watch each weekly episode live on Facebook, Periscope, or YouTube. Be sure to like, follow, or subscribe to the show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. You can also rate and review us on many of these platforms as well. We'd love to hear from you. Send your email to the Mays Sandwich Shop inbox at joemaysandjraff at gmail.com. 
The Joe Mays and J-Rap Show is a part of the JMNJR Radio Network, home to other productions such as the Bulldog Hour, Tangents with Friends, and Nat Chats with Dad. Until next time...